0: And welcome to the Gene Space where I talk about music, life in an autistic household, writing, rabbit holes, and other random stuff. I'm so glad you're listening today. So last January I spent 10 days house-sitting um, a couple of towns away, mostly taking care of a couple of cute little dogs. Now this turned out to be a lot more challenging than I'd anticipated Mostly because I had completely underestimated the logistics aspect of going back and forth between my house and the dog's house. But then there was a snowstorm at one point that dumped a foot and a half of snow, and there wasn't a shovel in the house. Um, Anyhow, Uh, another difficulty that I didn't um, anticipate was that I couldn't figure out how to get the local news on the homeowner's TV, Channel 4, Um, which is just kind of a an essential just background noise to my mornings and the house was filled with a different kind of quiet that took my brain some getting used to. Enjoy the show. I'm morning journaling in the house set. Six is still dark this time of year. The backyard with its fallow garden and the three evergreen trees in ascending order of height, papa, mama, and baby fur is still dark too. So is the little creek just beyond the fence. If the clouds cooperate, the window by my writing spot gives a fine view of the moon. And every 20 minutes or so, a commuter train rumbles past. The rail tracks are just the other side of the creek, close enough that I can see the people inside. The morning quiet is different here than at my house. There's the noise of occasional cars passing, the commuter rail, different refrigerator and heater hums, and the snuffles and muffled yips of the dreaming dogs. I've indulged in the quiet, spent a fair amount of time writing. I've felt tired and overwhelmed at times, especially when contemplating longer than normal to-do lists, mystified at the workings of unfamiliar thermostats and kitchen faucets exasperated by traffic on my between-house commutes. But I haven't been bored, though I expected to be. All this quiet, without the usual distractions of cat, family, books and music, email and socials, computer games and ambient noises from various screens going in the house. Maybe I've been bored and don't realize it. Twisting Supreme Court Justice Potter Stewart's take on categorizing a subjective a little bit I know it when I feel it, but do I? Emotional states can take longer for me to process than they seem to for neurotypical people. Psychological studies have found some conditions that can trigger boredom. These include energy levels, stress, control, and the need to deflect. That is, I need a certain level of energy to find something interesting and then concentrate on that thing. Even ennui, it turns out, requires some patent. Stress and or lack of control, such as waiting for my number to be called at the DMV or taking a required class in a subject I don't like, make concentrating more difficult. Being a human, I'm going to notice that I've read the same paragraph six times and still don't remember it, but I'm hardly going to blame myself for that problem. I'm going to blame the book or the situation or the subject and call it boring. Theoretically, I'd love never to be bored, but tolerating boredom is one of those fundamental skills. According to my mother, and also Sharam Heshmat, PhD, writing in psychology today, learning to focus despite being bored is good for you. This trait being crucial to self-regulation and self-regulation being important in life. Heshmat notes that there are other significant benefits of boredom, such as stress relief. Sometimes the brain just needs a break. Also, he says, once the brain starts hunting for something interesting or new, it will probably discover something. Maybe a new continent or a fresh configuration for the living room furniture. Maybe a story idea or a new recipe. Maybe penicillin. The sun's been up. For a while now, a flock of some brown birds lands in the backyard, pecks at the grass for a couple of minutes and flaps off. Neighborhood dogs bark back and forth. More commuter trains head for Boston. Heshmat's boredom benefits list also includes motivation to pursue new goals as people reflect about why they feel bored. I wasn't bored, but I did discover that I don't need as many distractions and stimuli as I'm using. What I'm going to make of this discovery, I'm not yet sure. More window time will probably be a part of it. Thanks so much for spending a bit of your day here. So, yesterday the Wi Fi and TV were both out for several hours. They cut off in the middle of my Channel 4 morning broadcast. Uh, Comcast was working on some kind of upgrade. I was mostly sad because I hadn't logged on to my Hoopla account. Um, That is where I get a lot of the online books. Um, And I hadn't gotten there in time to keep reading my current fantasy series, which I can do offline. And I was just three chapters from the end of the book. Arg. Every January, I spend some time reading the articles that Suggest we cut themselves cut ourselves off from the screens that distract us and I try to think about that Um, Supposedly it's good good for your mental health and for your productivity's sake and the thought of giving up distractions in January Which is a dark and cold month that keeps me inside a lot of the time is I don't know amusing annoying But without being bored a little, I guess, the brain doesn't come up with all of the new and interesting stuff. There's a link to my WordPress blog in the description box if you'd like to read the original or check out some of my other essays. I post one or two new ones per week, usually on Mondays and Fridays. Also, if you're inclined to support this show, that would be much appreciated. Every little bit helps. There's a donations button on my homepage. Until next time, be well. Thank you.